show is broadcasting live from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. It's The Undercard. Bringing you the best in hand combat coverage with feature interviews, major events, and the hottest ring girls from around the nation. The Undercard is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. And now, here they are, always in your corner, Brad, Marv, and Jimmy. It's the last show of the year. Come on, everybody, last show of 2017. You know, I didn't actually, when the year started politically, I did not think we'd make it to the end of 2017. Don't sing. Good. Don't sing. Fuck you and your lame ass. I sing good. Um, I can carry a tune. In what? A pail? It's not really. Oh, because like it's kind of like those people that know they're not good at it and they just kind of give it their own little taste. I'd sell some CDs, maybe five <laughs> to aunts, uncles. Okay, maybe. No, they to aunts, uncles. <laughs> Actually, they wouldn't buy it, no. They, they hate anything that – might deem my success. Anyways, damn, um, what kind of family do you have? It's uh, I don't know. It's it it's worse than the Kardashians, but Ooh, we just don't God have the reality dang. show. No, it's actually pretty pretty normal. Um, <laughs> it is, it's normal, I'd say. It really right. Is. So we got a huge show packed. Um, obviously Cody's running late. I mean, obviously, it would not be a I show mean, without Cody yeah. running late. He's not running late. He's on Cody time. He is on Cody time. Yeah. Uh, I need to have a talk with that boy and teach him what time really means. He's training. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. He gets <laughs> really? a pass because he's training. He gets the yeah, yeah real He's Cody. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll get him on military time. But we're going to start off at the 715 mark with Corey Bundridge, who um, had an impressive victory. I want to say 12 seconds down in Columbus, Ohio. First fight of the uh, First fight of the night. Um, got to see James Gray down there and Amanda Bobby Cooper, friends of the show, obviously friends. And so we'll talk to him about, um, you know, his background. James Gray had a lot of good things to talk about him. Then we're going to talk to James Gray, a middle portion of the show. And we're going to talk to, uh, Christy Gar, who is her new wrestling coach, who her accolades, I'll let, um, James talk mid point about, Everything she's accomplished because she's really humble. When I was sitting there, she was um, not wanting to talk about herself, but James told me a lot about her. And so she's a very interesting guest. But I don't remember the last time we've had a band in studio. Uh, we haven't had a band in studio since I believe um, Stone Clover, I think was the last <laughs> – Whoa. I think it was the last band that we had in studio. I thought that was like the, was, maybe the first yeah. one. No. no, no, no. Who was the first one? It was that weird. Yeah, it was band. that weird band. But Stone Clover, I think, was the last band that we had, and that was when we were still at the Russell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We so haven't had a band the since Russell. then. Yeah. Remember the Russell? Like remember the Alamo? <laughs> uh, I remember the asbestos every time I cough. Exactly. So uh, we have a band coming in here, uh, a young band, uh, Heroes of Charlotte. Uh, they have a debut album out, Generation Zero. It's available on Apple Music, SoundCloud, Spotify. Uh, so Matteo, Ryan, Pete from the band will be here, and they're a punk band. I was in a punk band once too. We're gonna. Were you? Yeah. Because you were a punk. Oh, I was. <laughs> I was. 
chain wallet and everything. Oh God. Yep. You were you were the kid that like I wanted to punch every time I saw you. I don't know. If it, it, it depended, like I was, I was a nice like guy. I wasn't like uh, the the skinhead ska people. I was uh, the the boss Tony kind of dress up and plaid and um, wear like Doc Martens. So you were ska, not punk. No, I was punk too. Rancid, uh, you know, no FX, face to face. Those those were classic. Well, yeah. I mean, I get the bands, but the way that you're describing the way you dressed. Oh no ska. no 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 no! I wasn't like leather jacket. Oh okay. I was I was like plaid tie, plaid jacket, plaid kind of stuff. Okay. So all right. Um, so wanted grunge? To... No no grunge would be flannel. Yeah, but plaid and flannel are kind of like interchangeable. No, I was wearing like sports jacket. Oh I, I get. Was, oh I, looked, I get it. Okay. I looked dressed to the nines for some kid that might have been around <laughs> the nineteen seventies. Oh yeah, okay. Nineteen seventies. There's right. a great picture of me um, on my Facebook. If I can pull it up with Dickie Barrett from the Boston's, and I'm I'm wearing exactly what I wore every day, like a like an idiot. <laughs> it's a shamrock tie that doesn't match plaid. What year was this? Um, ninety five, ninety six. Okay, yeah. So gotcha. I'm a young young guy there. Yeah, well, yeah, we all yeah, were then. Yeah. We were seventeen, eighteen. No, I was, yeah, eighteen. No, nineteen. 1995. No, 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 okay, so it was after 95, 96, 97. 96, 97, okay, so you're yeah. they had an, 18, 19. They had a hit yeah. album out. Okay. Uh, they could afford a tour bus. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. So, um, but no, I'm anxious to talk to him about it, and, and I'll, I'll tell him this, and I'll, I'll give a foreshadowing. I think, like, you know, obviously having my son is a huge moment, but Rochelle knows I talk about being in the band a lot, and so they're, they're making memories that they – um, can look back on when they're 40, 50, 60. Uh, you know, so w- w- I think it's going to be cool. Maybe they can play acoustically in here. I don't know how loud they wanted to get. Yeah, I don't. We'll we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm willing to test the limits today. Maybe we we'll get see. Randy mad in the other room. Be like, come in here and go, what? It's a soundproof room. Right. But I can hear them over there. I know. <laughs> I don't know why. It's horribly it's weird. It, it really is. I think it's not soundproof. It's sound deadening. Uh, it's like pleather pants. It's meant to look like it's leather, but I don't. Think well, it, it what really that what this what this does is it prevents while we're talking. It prevents his echo bounce from hitting the mics. That's what these are designed for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and this is for the two Specs Howard students that may listen to our show. We're getting technical here, really quick. <laughs> sound um, baffling is what it is, right? But I want to yeah. do. I do want to say that I'm ahead of schedule for the show. Uh, Rochelle should have the numbers and the times for everybody. I added her to the group in the Facebook. There's only one number that ever showed up. Oh, so if you're added to the group, oh wait, no, there's you two. Can't see the stuff. That no, there's two. There no, I can see it. It it's it's populating now. There you go. It's on uh, uh, Facebook Messenger. You got to kind of go out there. The Cody's number is on the very bottom. But you kind of have to go up to get Chrissy's number. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if James's number is on there. So uh, Mia worked down in Columbus. And uh, hold on one second. Four and a half years, Brad. I know. Four and a half years. Hold on. They might be here. Okay. You carry the conversation. Okay. I don't know who, who I'm calling first. You're calling Cody. Cody first, I believe. Cody. Um, okay. Cody Bundridge. That, the last oh, number. I was like, hold on a second. Yeah, no, not Cody Cody. Cody Bundridge. The last number on there. 
uh, is Cody's um, uh, number. And I think that's, yeah, Cody Bundridge for 715. Okay. Um, okay. So Brad was saying that you were down in Ohio. Yep. I've been Get to closer to the mic. Get closer to the mic. There you go. I've been to Columbus twice for him. And then I did a weigh-ins for him already. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now were you into boxing or MMA or anything like that before you started ring girling? Actually, I started really young as ring girling. I started at 15. Oh, okay. But for little ones. And okay. And as I got older, once I turned 18, I got connections with him. Okay. And then been with the undercard ever since. And how old are you? I'm 19. You're 19. Okay, gotcha. I had to check it, though, because um, there was rumors going around she was not 18. Shit. So you had to actually look into it. Uh, gotcha. So you got a card. You got ID. Yep. You got proof. Got okay. ID, Romy. All right. So security in our number? Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. She's so she's legit. She checks out. Okay. <laughs> um. So uh. So what you said that you started when you were young, when you were like fifteen, doing it for like the amateurs. I'm assuming. Yeah, I started with this thing called um, Rage Cage. There's I no tried amateur to do... ring girling. What are you? No, no, no amateur fights. Oh, Am- like young, young amateur <laughs> fights. Yes, the amateur uh, league at twelve. Amateur ring girling. When That's I had cool. uh, turned sixteen, I tried to do it for WXC. I did it okay. for weigh-ins. And okay. They never asked my age. They asked uh, my age that night. Told me I couldn't do it. Yeah. And they said yeah, yeah. come back in two years. Yeah. So what so what made you want to do it? Well, all my life I've always wanted to do like modeling or some type of, you know, and I've always loved pictures and so but my mom always was against it. She's like, "No, guys are going to look at your pictures, this and that." But I'm like, it does I mean, I, I mean, be at the beach that, and they could look at me that way. Yeah. And so I just that's my dream to do. I like modeling okay. and ring girling. But wh- I was going to say, but why? Okay, so you like modeling, but why ring girling? Because modeling and ring girling, I mean, while you need to be a, a, a good model to be a good ring girl, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be a ring girl to be a model. Yeah. So why ring girling? Well, I had got with my boyfriend. He's a fighter. Okay. And then once I got with him, I met a lot of people. And gotcha. And they kind of got me into that. Gotcha. Yeah. I was just is he a good fighter? Like a witty comment, like I like counting to twelve or something. Like, <laughs> like, is he? Is he a good fighter? Yeah. Okay. You His think record, I could take him? Um, uh, I mean, he's amateur, so. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, he fights down in Ohio, Michigan. In Michigan, uh, any leagues? Uh, he's fought for KOP. Oh, okay. WXC, What's his name? Joseph, Joseph Nagy. Nagy. He's with I uh, think, Fuse. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. So yeah. maybe I've seen him, but cool. Very cool. So we're uh, happy to be joined by our musical guest. We're going to go to our first interview with Corey Bundridge here in a second, and then we're going to introduce uh, – I'm excited to have him in here. And um, uh, did you bring an actual physical copy of the debut album? No, I love, I love it's, it's all over like online and stuff though. It's on like basically every website. Okay, you guys yeah, can grab pick the, a mic. Yeah, yeah pick, pick a, a mic, mic sir. Come on up. And when yeah, you talk, just... like there you go. And when you talk, get closer you can, to the mic. Yeah, you can scoot yeah. over there. You all good. No. <laughs> Podcast one. Talk band almost zero. like you're gonna eat it. Do we wear the headphones too? You, you don't have to. I mean. We're we're gonna do cool. we're gonna do a phone interview. So in order for you to hear like the other person on the phone, you kind of need the the Start headphones on. First. But yeah, yeah. And but Jimmy, you don't have to. Jimmy sounds amazing myself. in stereo. Too. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, I know him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. Her boyfriend has a very unique uh, look. the tattoo. That's what <laughs> yeah. I remember is the tattoo. Yeah. 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 So yeah. all right, let's call Corey Bundridge. Get that going. 
and Corey, you have it as Cody. 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 Cody Bundridge. Cody. Man. It's the same name as your co-host. The same name as your co-host. Okay. I once knew a Corey Bundridge. That's what I was like. (laughs) (laughs) And he would be really mad. (laughs) But I even brought him up on the show. (laughs) Corey Bundridge. No. I I love it when they answer. (laughs) (laughs) Or don't answer. In fairness, we're early. By like two minutes. Be ready to hit off. You are. All right. Well, let's start talking really quickly to uh, the band we have here, Heroes of Charlotte, coming in. Uh, what city are you from? Detroit or we're you- from Ecorse? Ecorse. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like five That's minutes. That's my band, Detroit. Hey, oh I live yeah, there. I live there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Ecorse. Yeah. Uh, you're a punk band. Yeah. Punk what? Band. Wait, I hear a goat. It's it's my phone. Oh. <laughs> Felicity is home alone. She's freaked out. She oh, okay. Yeah, I heard that too. I dialed the wrong number, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oops. All right. Well, hold on. We're coming back to you guys. We're going to go back over here because we We're dialed the wrong try number. try at least. And then we'll be back to you guys. Okay. Let's try this again. <laughs> Cody. Cody. Cody Bunnage. Hey, how's it going? Good. Hey, we're joined by Cody Bundridge from uh, SFS, who just came off his first uh, win uh, down in Columbus, Ohio, uh, amateur win. Uh, how are you doing, Cody? I'm doing well. I'm actually in, uh, coming back from Virginia right now. I uh, coach wrestling at Olivet College. So as soon as I finished my fight, I actually drove to Michigan four hours right afterwards and got on a bus, headed down to for a wrestling tournament down here in uh, Lexington, Virginia. Now we're headed back home. So long weekend, but it was good stuff. Now, I'd like to talk a lot about the fight, but I've already spent more time talking about the fight right now than the fight actually was. It was about, (laughs) was it 12 seconds or 13 seconds you ended it? Uh, I think 12 seconds, officially. Amazing. And and James Gray was happy you used your hands, and uh, you said you're a superior wrestler, obviously. You said you coach wrestling. But um, how how good is it to get the first knockout out of the way like that and win, win with your fist coming from a wrestling background? Um, I think it was pretty huge for me. So like going in, my game plan was definitely to grapple, kind of take it to the ground, use my strengths, right? I've been wrestling since I was eight years old, high-level college wrestler, coaching college wrestling. But to go in there and first punch I threw, hit right on the chin, uh, kind of wobbled him and then finish it with my hands. You know, it's huge for my confidence. And, uh, I mean, it's 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 big for me because I've been working really hard on my striking, so it's just kind of confirmation that I'm doing the right things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was huge, I think, to get that first knockout. So <clears throat> how, how does uh, somebody uh, with a wrestling background, as, especially as talented as um, people say you are, end up at SFS? What What, what brought you there? And you're working with James Gray, who has an amazing program there. But uh, tell us how you ended up there. And not every wrestler ends up in MMA, but what was your jump? Um, So I kind of I followed the sport a lot before I even decided to wrestle in college and kind of had it on my radar as something that I wanted to pursue, possibly. And then I'm from South Carolina, originally wrestled in South Carolina in college down there at a small D2 school. Um, I qualified for nationals twice, took top 12 in the country. And um, once I finished with that, I was looking for an opportunity to coach somewhere. It just so happened that Olivet, Michigan had an opening. 
Um, so I moved up here and was kind of, kind of lost for what I was going to do. You know, I missed competing at a high level and I wanted to find something to fill that void. So I just kind of did a Google search of places near me that had MMA SFS kept popping up, kept popping up. So I ended up actually texted James and I was like, Hey, how do I, you know, sign up, get started. And I remember him telling me like, well, just come for free a couple of days and, and you'll, uh, and you'll see if, uh, or I'll see if, you know, it's something I actually want to pursue or not. And, or he said, make sure it's something you want to pursue before you dive in. And I was like, Oh, I, I'm definitely going to want to pursue it. So I ended up going for a couple of days and it was just a great environment. You know, I got teammates like Josh Parisian, number one pro heavyweight in Michigan. He works with me all the time. Also the number one comedian in Michigan too. He's pretty funny. Also the number one comedian in Michigan. He's a funny guy. Yes. Yes. Very funny. But you know, I got guys like that who, you know, SFS is a real family type thing. Like I got guys that help me out every day and they don't have to. So I kind of knew that's where I wanted to be and it's working out. So, now, uh, I mean, everybody wants to see how far they can go in the sport, but you obviously have uh, a wrestling background too. If 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 given the opportunity to uh, chase an MMA career or teaching, what do you prefer? Because I, I know some people like teaching uh, more than doing the sport itself. What, where where would you lean if you had to make a uh, choice down the road? Um, right now I want to compete, you know, I want to see how far I can take it. I'm only 23 years old. I'm still in my prime. I've been training for four months. You know, I showed up in August. I've only been training for four months and, you know, they keep telling me good things. You know, I got Bobby Cooper and James and Mitchell Tucker, our striking coach, and they're always telling me good things. Like you can really do good things. That gives me confidence. And I think I can, you know, go pretty far, but I also do love coaching. So I'm actually you know, I help with wrestling right now. We're actually about to implement some wrestling, some more wrestling stuff over at SFS that I'm going to help head up. And uh, I'm excited for that too. So um, for now, definitely want to just kind of focus on competing. And then, I mean, I'll help my teammates, obviously, but I mean, coaching down the line, maybe see where it goes. But right now I'm really focused on where I'm at and where I'm going with it. So you come from a wrestling background and you meet James Gray, who is uh, self-taught, really great at jiu-jitsu. And uh, how easy is it for a wrestler to mix in jiu-jitsu once he comes from the wrestling background? Um, obviously, James is a great teacher, but is it something that happens overnight or does it take time that you, you're kind of mixing the two together? Um, so that was an interesting thing for me because everyone always says like, oh, if you're a good wrestler, then jiu-jitsu will be, you know, you'll pick it up quick. And it wasn't necessarily like that for me. Then actually, like, being able to submit people and go for submissions, right? So I could control people from wrestling. The control positions, you kind of understand. The body mechanics, you understand. But the actual techniques of submitting your opponent aren't necessarily easy to pick up, I don't think. They weren't for me, at least. But, I mean, the way James teaches it, 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 it started to click with me the more I did it. Right. The way he teaches it is kind of similar to how I learned wrestling. So I picked it up, but it wasn't as easy as I thought. I thought coming from a high level of wrestling, I'd be able to instantly pick it up. And that wasn't the case. How, uh, so, how long, how long did it take you coming from a wrestling background, uh, learning jujitsu? How long did it take you before you were comfortable being on your back? I'm still not comfortable on my back. Oh, you're not? <laughs> <laughs> no. See, that's we're like, being honest. I'm still, it still weirds me out. I still freak out if I get put on my back. Yeah, yeah. And that's the, the biggest thing, somebody coming from a wrestling background, uh, learning jujitsu is you got to learn to be calm and, and comfortable on your back, and wrestlers tend to just freak out. So 
That, oh yeah, definitely. I'm still I'm still in the free, freak out stage <laughs> of that of that part of my jujitsu game. <laughs> gotcha. Well, where can fans find uh, more about your career as it, it's budding? Do you have a Facebook page that they can find you at? Oh uh, yeah, my Facebook page is just Cody Brundage, um, and then my Instagram is Cody underscore Brundage underscore. All right. They can just follow me on there and follow what I'm doing. All right. Well, Cody, thank you so much for joining us, and we wish you the best of luck, and I'm sure we'll have you on the show going forward. And congratulations on the uh, quick knockout. Good work. All right. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Cody Bundridge. No, Brundridge. Brund- Brund- you know where I'm getting Brundage. that from, too? Yes. <clears throat> Brundage. I'm getting it from Canine. Canine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all over the place. I know, I'm and sorry, well, Cody. because I was lo- I was trying to look them up, mm-hmm. and I was looking for Bundridge, and it, w- it wasn't coming up. So I looked on Tapology and scrolled down, and it's Cody Brundage. It's because of canine. I know because canine yeah. Bundridge, and <laughs> and that's what I thought it was too, and it sounded correct. So I just assumed that's what it was, but, and was and Mark- he didn't correct you when you said Cody Bundage, right? And so I was like, wait, that just no, okay, hold on. So. Like Marv said, if I if I accidentally mispronounce your name, it's a compliment. So it, right, it exactly. Means, it means I it tried. wouldn't be an undercard show if names were not mispronounced. So I I do have to ask Rochelle, were you able to load the songs? No, th- okay. I told that's Jimmy. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that's that is. Our, I don't have any we, holes over here. Are, are we gonna? Yep, are, we're gonna introduce the band. Now. Well, I was gonna say, are we gonna <clears> play <throat> it off my laptop then, or do you want me to just send you some songs? Send the songs. Yeah, okay. do it the traditional. You could do it, yeah. So we're joined by Mateo. Hi. All right. And then Ryan. What's up? And then Pete. Pete's the drummer. Hello. Ryan's the bass player. And then uh, guitarist. Are you Pete Jr.? Who's the junior here? I'm the third. I'm the junior. He's the third, actually. So both of you are Pete's sons? (laughs) No, no. Me and him are Pete's sons. I'm a junior in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, okay. Okay. So you're you're a, a junior junior or you're just a junior? I'm a junior. Junior in high school, but you're not a junior by parentage. No. Okay. And and you are a junior? I'm just a first. You're a first. Yeah. But you are a junior. I'm a third. You're a third. Yeah. Okay. You're a third. It's a bit confusing. Is it a, like a legitimate third or is it just like like first, middle, last or exactly the same? There's a fourth. Yeah. Like my grandpa and my dad have the same name and then they meet the, uh, the, the third. Yeah. And you said there's a fourth? Oh, okay. No, there's not a fourth. I was like, wait, hold on a second. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I heard somebody say there's a fourth. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, you guys are, are very young and into punk, but you guys have an album out. But uh, let's start off with the name, Heroes of Charlotte. What's it mean? Uh, well, uh, the street we grew up on, is it's called East Charlotte. And, like, I don't know, we just felt like kind of the only normal kids on the street. So, just Heroes of Charlotte. Originally, we were the Amazing Larrys, but he didn't like the name, so it quickly changed to just Heroes of Charlotte. It sucked. <laughs> I do like the the name you guys carry around now a lot better. Thank you. Heroes <laughs> of Charlotte is very good. And you come from a punk background. Was somebody a little bit more uh, punk than the other people and introduce music to the other people, or did you guys all just grow up on some punk music? Yeah, I mean, we especially grew up on punk music. I, I don't know about him so much, but uh, we definitely did. We have like a lot of influences from like punk rock bands and stuff like that. All right, I come from a punk background, but like twenty years ago, so like uh, no F- no F- FX. Oh yeah, we love that. Okay, face to face back in the day. Oh yeah, Wax. Sure. You remember the band from Southern California, Wax? Never heard of Wax before. Oh, you gotta look up Wax. Wax is amazing. Are, are there any particular songs? On here that you guys want us to play? 
Which ones are your your like hits? your favorites? Your or... favorites. Uh, is swearing allowed? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. In the sky is a good one. In I was sky. scared. Cloverfield's a good swear one. Swear around you. I thought in you're... the sky. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, paper airplanes. Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Work. I'm going to send you these three then. Perfect. Okay. Uh, so there is swearing in your music. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> Okay, because I was scared because I know your dad, and I was like, Kids, can't, are we allowed to swear in front of you guys? Yeah, I, it's all good. And I'm, I'm trying not to, but if it accidentally <clears throat> slips, I don't feel bad if your music has yeah, it in there. It's, yeah, that's cool. Okay, so you, you guys are coming up, and you have some punk influence, and you guys get along, but punk is, I wouldn't say, it, it's kind of like down again a little bit and, and coming back. Um do you guys feel like a little bit of a force in the Detroit area? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this music's not really the music that's popular right now. It's more like hip hop and rap. So it's it's kind of hard being a punk band, but you know, it's it's worth it. Now, who's the main writer of the songs and and what what are typically the songs about at this age? Well, I write most of like the lyrics and he does most of like the the music, the, in, the music instrumental stuff. But uh I we just write about past experiences that we have. Something makes us mad. We'll write about that. You know, just stuff like that. <clears throat> and how how long did it take to complete Generation uh, Zero? Is it correct? Yeah. That's uh, the the album. How long did that take to complete start to finish? Well, I think we started in like April of 2016, Six, yeah. 16, yeah. something like that. And like originally there was four songs. We released like an EP. But those four songs we put onto the album too. And I think the album got finished in December. So it was... Solid like six months, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you did a music video too. I've seen a music video. Yeah, correct? yeah. We we, we made great. it uh, by ourselves yeah. with an iPhone. But, but it looks good. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even tell people. It looks <laughs> kind of cool, you know. Thanks. Uh, uh, so what song are we going to introduce first? We're well, listen it's to? Uh, it. These are large files. Oh, okay. These are large files, large and the internet and the internet is very slow <clears throat> here. So this is going to take a while. All right, I'll go back to them then. <laughs> Large I'm just letting you, they are large files. They're not condensed. Like, usually if you, whatever the audio files are usually condensed, these are like full blown, like 17 megabyte files. Ooh. Like normally they should Audio be files. like maybe a megabyte. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy it's Christmas. Yeah. Calm down, buddy. It would just be smart. No. It's supposed to be like Christmas. <laughs> no, no, no. no I'm no, just saying. No. You're jumping on the band. Come on, man. Uh, I'm not jumping on you, the band. I'm you got saying. upcoming shows coming up? Uh, we have one yep. uh, last show of the year. It's December 30th at, was it Rocky's Bar in Grand Rapids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like our last show of this year. And then uh, we're hoping to do like a summer tour next year. But besides that, we're going to record like a new EP, mm-hmm. take a break off from shows. And so Punk and Sky, we were talking about it earlier. There's, there's, they kind of mix here and there. Uh, you guys got a little bit of Sky background too or, or enjoy Sky and reggae and mixing it with your punk rock? Not really ska, like definitely punk rock, but like uh, some more background than we have. Like we really, we're really not like surf punk. I don't know if you've any heard of surf oh, punk yeah. bands, but yeah, that too. Dick Dale back in the day. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, do you guys go with back that far to like listen I mean, to like. I love, yeah. yeah the, I like it. Yeah. The, the surf guitar, it's really yeah. cool to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. And so you guys sit together and you, you make music in, but like once again, I, as I said, not as popular. Uh, tell us who shows up at your typical shows. Is it people your age or even older where you're so surprised that you're drawing an older crowd? Yeah, we'll, uh, the shows we play, we'll play with like four or five other bands. So obviously they pull in a lot of people that 
and obviously they're older than us, so there's a lot of older people. But yeah, we pull in a lot of people like our age from school and stuff like that. Like around, we get like promotion from social media and stuff, so we'll promote it on there and get some kids in there too. Now, where do you typically perform? Um, like well, lately we've been performing like all around Michigan. Like we just played in Ypsilanti last week, but we play a lot like downriver, like Allen Park. Um, well, I noticed his shirt there. Yeah, is that where you go? Yeah, we go to. Yeah, we go to Wyandotte. My sister went there. Like, no, she's a she was a she's a senior this year. <laughs> You'll have to. Oh, really? Yeah. Off the air. I'm a senior this year. Oh, okay. I have a question for you too. Um, Closer to the mic. <laughs> do, okay. Do you guys know where Josephine Street is? Yeah, is it off Jefferson? Yeah, I do think you hang so. Hang out there and play football at times, like in the summer. Because is that over by uh, Cherry Grove? Yeah. Yeah. Right around the black. Yeah, Grove. we always play football guys. around there. Yeah. I lived right there and. Uh, I've seen you guys a lot this summer. Oh, summer. that's neat. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you, you say you, you play all around Michigan, are you typically, like, what kind of venues are you playing in? Mostly just bars. Oh, what, you, they actually let you play in bars? <laughs> yeah, but then some bars will just, like, they'll let us play and just kick us out right after. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I was kind of curious because I'm like, <clears throat> you're not, I mean... Technically, you're not even supposed to be allowed in the yeah. bar, so that's why I was like, they got pulled with their dad. Well, I know, but still, there's you know, if the cops want to be dicks no, about it, no, because they're, they're punk, they're anti-establishment, so that, that's the whole <laughs> thing. Right Actually, there, that would dude. probably work out better right. if the cops busted them. They right. get yeah, some like cooler. street cred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we play bars, but like we also play a lot of like house parties too. Yeah, well, that's more in the summer and stuff, fun. but like. I think one of like the best shows we ever played was a house party in Hamtramck. It was a lot of fun. Where in Hamtramck? I don't know. It was a really bad area, but it was. <laughs> but it was uh, great. Jimmy it was great because I live in Hamtramck. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's probably Jimmy's. Well, area. actually, really I meant I meant to say a really good area. Well, no, I mean there's some pretty bad areas of Hamtramck. You, there's like a one square mile where you're like okay, and like if you step outside that square mile, it's like the Wow Wow West. But I was going to ask you if you ever played at the new Dodge Lounge in Hamtramck. No, we have not. Okay. Because I know there's a up. lot of like up-and-coming bands that play there. Yeah, so. definitely heard of it. Yeah, gotcha. Smalls, too. That's a good venue in Hamtramck. Uh, sure. No, Smalls, not Smalls is like I've I've been to legendary. Smalls. I know, I but would, I've been to Smalls. Does St. Andrews mm. still do punk shows and the shelter oh, yeah. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have do. you guys played there? I mean, and just No, I really want to play bands. at the shelter, though. Yeah, that'd be some place. Yeah. They still have the poles downstairs. And yeah, like I just went to a concert there like a couple weeks ago, and they like, I was in this mosh pit, and it was I was worried because of crashing into one of the poles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then you graduate from there at two hundred up to four hundred up at the Saint yeah. Andrews level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the greatest shows I've ever seen were at was at Saint Andrews was punk shows there, and it just it, it it's perfect for punk. You know, it's just yeah. that gymnasium feel. And uh, did they all load? I only loaded three of them because oh, it's... Well, let's listen it, to it so we can... I have to then download it from my email. <laughs> four and a half computer. Four and a half Ooh. years, Brad. You still don't understand how this works. I don't know works. how this show works, no. I you don't no understand idea. how technology works. I have no idea. <laughs> um, so let's talk about some of your influences because I was I was yes. forcing my influences on you guys. But uh, let's go start with Mateo and mo- move around. Uh, some bands you liked. Um... There's this band called Swimmers. They're really good. Um, obviously, Green Day, Blink-182, um, The Frights, Fiddler. They're, they're some of my favorite bands. 
Well, like my favorite band would be Blink One Eighty Two. Okay, Mark Hoppus is my favorite bass player. He has like a lot of good like motivational things, like he says, just about bands and just getting started. So I really like him. I don't. Um, I'm starting to like change like music genres. So like I'm starting to like move. So like I'm starting to like move around. But um, another band I like. I like the um Fiddler a lot. I like them. And um, who else? <laughs> Um, Sum Forty One. I like them still. So you you talked about Green Day and uh, uh, Blink One Eighty Two. Those yeah. were three pieces. So yeah. will you guys ever grow, or is three piece you guys feel so- solid and? We want to grow. We we uh we want another guitar player, but uh, it's kind of hard to find one. I was gonna ask who. So who plays what? I play guitar and sing. Okay, and bass and background vocal and drums. No singing. No, well, sometimes. Oh, sometimes. Past okay. couple shows, yeah, I have. Been okay, yeah, gotcha. he had to sing. I had Do you go uh, like a ah. a simple traditional uh, punk drum kit? You got the snare, uh, the bass, the uh, like one tom, or, or you yeah, just extend got, it out. Just the snare, floor tom, yep, uh, rack tom, and then like a couple cymbals. That's all that's you need, it. buddy. Yeah. That's all you need. Rock and roll, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's sweet, dude. I don't like, know Neil Pert, massive. No, 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 no. You guys are punk. Well, I, I'm an instrument guy too. So like from a punk background, what instruments do you go around and say like you know what guitar you play and stuff like? That? Um. Well, I used to play a Fender Telecaster, but uh, now I just play a, a Stratocaster, Fender Stratocaster, and then a, a Marshall half stack. Mm-hmm. I got a Jaguar bass. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wire is nice. Nice. And then what drums kit? Uh, I just play a Pearl Soundcheck. Kit. Okay. So it's it's a pretty good kit. I mean, and what with the uh, is it Pearl cymbals too? No, I use nope. the cymbals. Okay. And then maybe like a Sabian here and there. Yeah. Exactly. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, so at least you're not doing the little splashes and everything like yeah, that, just, man, dude. No. I'm excited to hear your stuff. I'm, I'm disappointed it's loading it like a snail's pace for you. It's the you internet. Guys, you guys will graduate by the time this actually loads. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Have you have you guys ever thought about, uh, like, playing your own prom? Is your your school's, like, cool with that? That'd or is cool. it because... Uh, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but, uh, no, not really. I'd rather go to prom just to, you know... Just to have fun, not worried about playing. It would still be fun, though, I think. Maybe the year after, because you're a junior, yeah. right? When, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or would you rather enjoy your senior prom, too? You could stage dive. Care. You don't care? <laughs> so you guys have mosh pits and stage diving and uh, at your shows. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, the, back in the day, the Mighty Mighty Boston's allowed everybody to get on stage and stage dive, and then, like, <laughs> one lawsuit, and then they stopped doing that. But if you ever want to uh, uh, see the craziest punk ska video ever look up uh mighty mighty Boston's don't know how to party that was pretty much how their shows were and it was just crazy it was just if you could crowd surf to the stage they helped you on stage <laughs> then you jump stage dove uh there was always somebody crowd surfing so you you'd land on that person and then no one could support the weight and you'd fall and hit the, the floor on the saint andrews and it would start all over and then they always had a good circle pit too. So like you know, yeah, the, circle pits the, are fun. The circle pit is like crazy. Now, <clears throat> I was a punk guy though. This is a, a really funny story. And I had been in a lot of mosh pits, like Fishbone, all like just yeah. a ton of good bands, right? And I, I went into a mosh pit for Pantera uh, <sighs> at the God. State Theater. That was a different kind of mosh pit. Like I, I remember wa- or like running through the mosh pit, and then I saw a guy like throwing real fists and stuff, <laughs> and I, I could not avoid it, and I got caught. Yeah, but that was Pantera's mosh pit. But moshing, 
is so innocent, so much fun. You're hitting, but it's like a community. It's so tough to explain. It's plain moshing at a young age. Moshing? Well, I mean, it's just a bunch of people all grouped up. It's normally really sweaty. And they're just on the floor. So yeah, sometimes yeah. there's punching and there's a lot of just moving around yeah. and there's just always, throwing your body. There's always that idiot dancing in the middle of it. Yep. The, yeah. the skank. And you know? <laughs> yeah, and I've noticed something. It's like if you're at a punk show, like normally the people will be a lot nicer. Like if you fall down, they'll yeah. help you back oh, up. Oh yeah. They try but to if, stop the people yeah, from yeah, yeah. trampling. I guess it depends on the band. But if you're like yeah. at like a really heavy metal show, like like slipknot like or metallic or something, it's a totally different story. Like if yeah. you get knocked down, like Good you luck get getting back up. Get, like yeah. if you fall, you're probably gonna die or break something. Yeah, like you're not getting back up. I've lost shoes back in the day. I lost hats. <clears throat> uh, I was an idiot and would take a shirt off and try to All tuck right. it in the jeans and then just okay. Go. So from from a young standpoint and from an old man standpoint, explain to me <laughs> what is the purpose? Why mosh pits? Because like it's fun. what what is the? So you don't just stand there. Yeah, it's better than just standing I, there. But like but you're head. you're physically attacking. No, you're and letting being attacked the music by move other people. you. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you can. That's called dancing, way. not that mosh is pits. Their dancing. It's a way to beat people up with it. <laughs> right. With, yeah. yeah. You're kind it's of just, so, exactly. It's a way to beat people up and get away with. But in that. a way, it's really fun yeah. to it, be in one. It's a community, and you're kind of bumping into them, and no one's really. I mean, yeah, it's a not like bumping don't bruises. It is rough though. Yeah, you're getting bruises and stuff. Like you wouldn't send your girlfriend in there. No. But, and then you wouldn't let your girlfriend cry. I just, because... I have never, ever understood mosh pits. Like, I yeah, never got the them. appeal of it. I've but been see, in them they, and I realized I've the been into them, but not intentionally. But I, like, walked into <laughs> one and I, like, had to start throwing punches because people were punching me. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, back off. <laughs> but see, they're on stage and they're witnessing it from a stage and they're feeding off the crowd seeing that. But he said, yeah, he was we've in been a mosh at pit. both. Yeah, we've yeah. been yeah, like I was going to say, and you've been in mosh pits. So, I mean, I don't understand the appeal. That's my whole thing. I don't understand the appeal. If you want to fight, go like it's learn how fighting. to box. It's, it's not fighting. It's yeah, it's it's fighting. you know what I would do. It's slam dancing. That it kind of is. yeah. yeah. I, which I don't too. understand. I would I would hop in the mosh pit when it was a song I liked. Yeah. Then I would take a break and be on the outside of the pit. You know, mm-hmm. that, and those people just, just push people. the people back into yep. it, right? Yeah. And you, you'd kind of like cool down because you're all sweaty and a mess. And then mm-hmm. like they, the band would play something you like, and then you're back in there again yeah. for a couple songs. And then they'll play something you're like, I can't believe they're playing this junk. <laughs> back to the outside again. Yeah. And you know, it, that's just the way it is. I just don't. Just I just like, don't understand. It's just like going to the club and you're like. I'll, that's my jam. But the skank guy always made – he was like the most violent because he was like just like kicking and doing his dance and stuff. And if you caught him right, like he was going to lay you out more than anyone bumping into yeah. you. Like, I just I just don't understand. That's what I was hoping. Like maybe you could explain, but it's exactly what I thought it you was. Know, we, so. were at, um, we were at the DIY <clears throat> festival this year and oh, Mustard Plug. Mustard Plug. Legends. Mustard Plug was Legends. there. And there was people that was older than us dancing like that. Yeah, I, I mean – I know there's people. I'm not saying that only young people do it. I know people our age and older do it. I just don't understand it. Like, why? I just Same don't get it. Why, like, metalheads bang their head? Head bang, yeah. Yep. But yeah. you don't physically hurt anybody else yeah, by doing that. You don't yourself. Anybody else. I'm just saying, you hurt yourself. I, 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 I probably saw. In 400 shows, maybe one person get badly hurt, like in a mosh pit. It was really funny. I'm not saying badly hurt. I'm just saying injured. Okay. Bruises are injuries. Uh, 
we went to, we went to this one punk show at the Fillmore, and it was insane. It was the craziest yeah. pit I've ever been, and he left with blood all over his shirt. <laughs> it wasn't. It for wasn't me. yours. No, right? It wasn't mine. What's up, Cody? <laughs> hey, he decides to hey, show up. Cody. No, no, yes. <laughs> so, um, no. So the mm. the whole idea behind. Uh, Jimmy, I guess I can't explain it, but the whole idea behind it is just a community. And, you know, not everybody's moshing. Like, there's just that little pit in the middle and stuff. That's why I used to hate – so punk got popular in 95, right? And all of a sudden, like, it was all over the radio, right? Yeah. And and people started playing Pine Knob and stuff. So there was no place. It was a seated venue. Yeah. And the mosh pit was way back on the lawn. lawn, But you're not connected to the music because the lawn is quite a distance from the stage. And I used to hate when bands I liked that rose in punk had to play those amphitheaters because it just missed so much, you know. And you yeah. could tell the band hated it too. But they were just at that point. Well, let's play something by them. Okay. Where are we playing? And uh, let the band uh, introduce this song. Um, we first one I have in the queue is Paper Airplanes. All right. What's the song about? Paper Airplanes. Uh, this song is about daydreaming. <laughs> yeah. It's just about daydreaming, I guess. Or like dreaming. All right, let's hit it. Did you bring the shirts, Big Bay? No. Oh shit. Same routine every single day Wasting our time, alright 
that was Heroes of Charlotte, uh, Paper Airplanes, available on Apple Music, SoundCloud, Spotify, and others. Uh, that's cool. That sounds great, man. Thanks, what, what, man. What song do you want us to play next to and introduce to the crowd here? I have uh, Cloverfield or the In the Sky. In the Sky is probably yeah. In the Sky is the one. Yeah. What, 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 which, what's the song that has never missed a set list yet? In the sky. Yeah, in the true. sky. No, actually, that's false. Uh, we couldn't play in the sky like oh, the past yeah. few shows because like the vocals in that are a little high, and I had like no voice. I had laryngitis, so we couldn't play it. So probably Cloverfield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's do in the sky first, the sky, yeah. and then we'll finish with Cloverfield. <laughs> How old are you, friends? Yeah, like we're old it's friends. It's 2015. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs>
All right, that was Heroes of Charlotte. Uh, Cody was just asking him. Anyways, I've been doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Cody Steeman was just asking him uh, how long they've been doing it. So since 2015. So you guys were before you could drive? Yeah. I still can't drive. (laughs) I'm only 15. Shut up. Okay, so wait, wait, hold on. So you're a senior, you're a junior, and then you're a... Sophomore. Wow. So you guys are going to wait for the train to pass all the way through and uh, yeah. then so you guys get all the hose in high school or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there a casual yeah? <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Any yeah. crazy thoughts about dropping out and just doing it? You because know, I, I think mean, about it every play. day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, we're, I'm going to finish for sure. Okay. No doubt. High school is pretty fun, honestly. Like if you have a lot of friends. The school laugh. part's not fun, but yeah. like the weekends and stuff, that's yeah. fun. I wouldn't know anything about that. I had a terrible <laughs> high school. <laughs> I had no friends. Like lunch is fun. Jimmy's That's scared. It. Yeah, lunch is fun. Lunch is fun. <laughs> and getting along with, you know. Let me – oh, you guys are in high school. Never mind. I was going to say because I just actually found out about a junior high uh, that segregates their students, male and female. And it was like I had never – like in this day and age, I had never heard That's of a school that did Catholic it. School. No, it's a public school. And I had never it's heard nuts. of that before, <clears throat> huh? So that's nuts. Yeah, that is nuts. What would so what? Let me ask you this: So you're ant like you know punk and typically anti-establishment and stuff like that. If if your school instituted a policy like that that separated like boys and girls could not sit together at like the lunch table or like that, would you guys like form a counter protest or like revolt or something like that? I'd probably you. just leave school because I have talked to the ladies. Okay. <laughs> just change your gender. Say that you're feeling like a chick. So yeah. No, actually, that it school. doesn't. It do, whatever you are biologically, that is where you have to sit. He doesn't accept any, uh, any like uh, labels or anything like that. If you're tell, a girl, tell Caitlyn Jenner about that. I. But if she doesn't have it anymore, then you know. I it, mean, it depends on how far <laughs> in that surgery you go. Right. You go pretty far in that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know. Caitlyn Jenner was like one of the greatest athletes of all time. A long time ago, I know, but she's still, hot. at one yeah. time, oh <laughs> she's hot. She's uh, one good, of people's most point. beautiful people. Yeah, uh, she's Chloe. a woman. Hey, did anyone see that that joke where they said that a man won Woman of the Year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, I, fucking, I literally almost pissed myself. <laughs> Dude, I, I I just sit in bed and like roll over and like show Rochelle like memes and laugh, you know. And then she'll just be like, "You're a child," but it can be something simple and just a photo, and it'll make my day. You know, there was a time when me, Jimmy, and uh, Marv, when they first kind of came out, we we would try to outdo each other with memes. You remember? And I got a meme generator, and I probably bugged you guys every day, like every hour. I had like something new. I remember those. Yep. Those yeah. were dark times. Those were dark mm. times. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so let's go to your last song. Uh, what's this song about? Cloverfield. Yeah, <laughs> not the movie. So, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what I named it. That's, what, one, that's what I named it after the what was it called? Ten Cloverfield Lane. That's the good one. Like, that oh, is the good one. Oh, I wrote okay. it. Yeah, yeah. I wrote that it. Is the good one. Yeah, yeah, I wrote it right before movie. I saw the movie, and I didn't have a name for the song, and I, I I didn't want to name it just Ten Cloverfield Lane. So I was just like, I guess Cloverfield will work. It, the song name doesn't really have a meaning, but the songs, it's kind of cheesy. It's just about how a girl can make you pissed off, I guess. Oh, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, we're in high songs, school, so. right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's go do it. And we'll be back with uh, Heroes of Charlotte. You got an obsession with all your frustration. You know, it's happened too many times. Oh, yeah. And I mentioned, I know about all your little lies. Well, 
right. We played three songs by Heroes <clears throat> of Charlotte from Ecourse, Michigan. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, we're on Instagram at just Heroes of Charlotte. Twitter, Facebook. Grinder. Grinder. No. <laughs> no, we're not on what? that. <laughs> we are not. A, uh, yeah. Oh, my. We're just on those three. <laughs> Twitter, Instagram. Seriously, Facebook. what is your grinder name? I'll look you up. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> is there a... Uh, uh, that? Official band Snapchat? I mean, Snapchats. We, we, we don't have, have a Snapchat. We should, <laughs> we should make a band Snapchat, though. I think Snapchat. Co- Cody can help you with that. He's good at Snapchat. <laughs> He's really good at Snapchat. <laughs> we all have a Snapchat. Snapchat but we, yeah. Oh, you don't, don't have a band Snapchat? Band Snapchat. Snapchat. You have a band Snapchat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you could all log. I think that could be lock. dangerous and weird, though. You never know like how that could turn out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's still cool to be in a band in high school, right? I mean, the, the girls come up yeah, and still talk. Kinda... Yeah, like we'll sell shirts at school and stuff. They'll always come up to us and ask us when our next show is and stuff. It's it's fun. Do any of you have girlfriends? I do. Okay. Is it serious? First love all <coughs> Dumper. <coughs> Dumper. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Big mistake. We've been dating for over a year. Oh, that is pretty serious. A year Especially in Dumper. high school. A year in oh, high school. Shit. That's like seven yeah. years in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, did you buy a promise ring? No. Okay. I don't know. But did you see how he answered that? He was like, no. no. Uh, so it's, it's not that serious. <laughs> uh, is that that serious? What is that? Is, is that really still happening? A promise ring? promise rings? For I brought a promise ring back That's in That's something you would do, right? Yeah, I can see Ryan And you broke ring. that promise. <laughs> you just gave away your Christmas present life. <laughs> so... Does the rest of the band razz you for having a girlfriend? Because obviously, yes, they used to. They used to. And he had a girlfriend though. I mean, I used to. I don't know. I don't know anymore though. What oh, happened? Oh yeah, she pissed you off. <laughs> yeah. What happened? He got bored. Uh, yeah, you got bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go out and say it. What do you say? He got, got bored. bored. <laughs> oh okay. Well, she uh, knows. it happens, you know. Right. Well, best of luck to you guys. Uh, here yeah, you guys are good, man. You guys are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. You want to give you, you want to give a shout out to the uh, the people that helped you produce the album and stuff because it, it sounds yeah. well engineered and stuff. So give yeah, give we recorded at uh, Metro Thirty Seven in Rochester Hills. Kevin over there, he's a great guy. He helped us do it, and uh, my dad helped. He was in the studio a lot. Obviously, these dudes right here, and yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Heroes of Charlotte. We're going to go to uh, uh, a track here, and uh, we're going to do our what? traditional photo. Oh, yeah. We got to do tap? What's on Tap. So hold on a second. I got to we'll plug do our in. traditional photo after that and go from there. All right. Hold on here. Keep talking because I got to plug in. Uh, what episode number are we in? Uh, I have to look it up. Oh, don't look it up. I mean, uh, if we don't know. It takes a second. Oh, if we have no Lord. idea. 263. 263. 263. Magic number. <laughs> Play it on your three digits tonight on the lottery. Yeah. Mm. I can't. Uh, get okay, a tattoo. Well, so Shut up. <laughs> how, how old are you guys? I'm 17. So, yeah, I'm 17. 17. Uh, 15. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, let's try. Let's see if it loads up here. It's going to be some good years coming up. I can't wait. There's going to be. Are you reminiscing? What back to your old days? Can you can you back bring it up day? the no, thing? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> All right, there we go. I crushed ass back. When I was <laughs> I'm in the process of crushing <laughs> ass right now. <laughs> All right, this is what's on tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. Um, not a whole lot going on uh, because of the holidays. Um, 
Uh, so I'm just going to name off a couple of uh, title fights, even uh, if they're not uh, uh, where you can uh, watch them. Uh, in Yokohama, Japan, we have Naoya uh, Ino versus Yoan Boydu. Ver, uh, 12 rounds for in OU's WBO Junior Bantamweight title. We also have Ken Shiro versus Gilberto Pedroza. 12 rounds for Shiro's WBC Junior Flyweight title. Uh, in Tokyo on December 31st, we have Milan uh, Melindo versus Ryochi Taguchi. 12 rounds for the IBF WBA Junior Flyweight Unification. Uh, in Ghana, we have Cesar Juarez versus Isaac Dogbo. Uh, 12 rounds for the vacant interim WBO Junior Featherweight title. Uh, and then I, I think we'll be back before this, but just in case we're not, on January 12th at Verona, New York we on will Showtime. Be back for that one. Okay. Uh, well, I'll just name it anyways. Clarissa Shields versus Tori Nelson. 10 rounds for Shields's IBF. WBC Women's Super Middleweight title. I will actually be there for that. Okay. Uh, then moving on to MMA. Um, December 29th, Risen Fighting World Grand Prix. Uh, we have the Bantamweight Tournament, the second round. That's in Japan. Uh, December 30th, we have UFC 219, <clears throat> Cyborg versus Holm uh, at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. And December 31st, Risen Fighting World Grand Prix, 2017, the Bantamweight Tournament final round. And that's What's on Tap, sponsored by Falling Down Beer Company. All right, let's do a really quick break, get our picture on, and then uh, we will uh, be right back. We're listening to the Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. Ah, there it is. The holy grail of Christmas gifts, the Red Rider 200-shot range model air rifle.
You're listening to The Undercard, Hand Combat Radio. All right, 
right. Welcome back to the undercard. We're going to have uh, Christy Gar, the new wrestling coach from SFS, coming up on here in about five minutes. But uh, it is Christmas, and uh, we've always kind of celebrated Christmas kind of as an in-review. Uh, stick around after the Christy Gar interview. Uh, Jimmy's got some top lists, but... I, I did want to get some, uh, especially Cody, because uh, big year for Cody uh, entering in the UFC. What was your favorite fight this year in the UFC? Was there one that stuck out over the year? The last one, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like I feel like the one that like put me on the map. Yeah, you know, it was because it was uh, the guy I wasn't supposed to beat. You know, I was an underdog. I, I like that. I think I do better in those like kind of hostile environments. So. What a big year for you, but like you know, the new year is even going to be a bigger year because I hope so. Uh, you know, you're you're in the league now, you're established, people know you. Yeah. You actually had a, a host from the other show. I mean, I, I, how how is that happening now? Like, we're, uh, you were signing autographs at KOP. Yeah, I, it, it's uh, everything changed so fast. You know what I mean? Like, I say I've gone to K, like ten KOP fights, and uh, normally it's like I go there, I hang out, you know, say hi to everyone, and now it's like. You know, can I get a picture with you? Can you sign this? And it's like totally different. And I was talking to Kevin Lee about it, and I was like, man, it's like it was like an overnight. Like nothing really changed. You know, like nothing changed for me. Everything has been my life is like the exact same, except for you know people treat you a little bit differently because now you're in the USC. And he's like, man, he's like, you know, it's at first I was like I loved it, and uh, he's like, I'll be honest with you, now it's it's just exhausting. You know what I mean? Like I just want to go here and hang out. Like he was hiding most of the time, you know, because he was like, just getting tired of like. Yeah, people pulling them all over the place, and I can see where it would get annoying. But uh, you know, I'm definitely thankful for uh, for where I am. Has anybody asked you to sign their boobs yet? No. Okay. I did try <laughs> to sign some some, <laughs> some dude's girlfriend's boobs at KOP though. And I was like, "Do you want me to sign your girlfriend?" He was like, "What?" And I was like, "I'm." Just <laughs> it was supposed to be funny, and then right. he was like, "What?" And I was like, oh, <laughs> I always think, and in, in, these are my friends that do it too, so don't take offense, but I always think that you guys are getting called in to do interviews in awkward situations during fight nights where you're cornering people or supporting your team and, you know, hey, UFC fighter Cody Stamen's in here. You don't know they're calling you in there. Mm-hmm. And it's awkward because they don't have really good questions for you. It's yeah, how like, how you, how you like being in the UFC? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, really it's pretty pretty cool, you know. I yeah, it's hard. Can't get better than that. You know, y- you know what? And uh, it, we uh, we used to play this game called Toastmasters. It was like it was like someone would ask you a question, and you had to like add in you know, like three topics that you want to talk about and try to answer their question. So I've gotten really good at like taking their question and just complete pushing it aside and just saying like my own agenda, <laughs> like. You know, this guy, was he was asking me questions at the KOP show. And I was like, hey, I got shirts for sale. <laughs> you know, go buy them. <laughs> like, I didn't, never answered his question. Like, hey, I love everyone here. Go buy my shirts. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be like, uh, everyone go buy my shirts. I really miss Hugh Hefner. And, yeah. uh, you know, follow right, follow exactly. me on my Twitter. Exactly. What I mean, was your question again? And then that's yeah. how you Excuse me, what did you say? Exactly. You just get your agenda out there. Yeah. Um, but I mean that that's got to be the big thing for you going into next year is just the change. And I've known you for a while, man. It hasn't changed you at all, which is cool. And I didn't think it. would. I don't. I hope it never does. You know, I don't really want to. I'll let you know. Dude. I know. Yeah, I'll send you right away. I know. I, like, I know like, guys that that I think it's such a douchey thing to act like. Right. You know, like you're the man. I mean, think about it. Like if you if you see a celebrity and you meet him, you want him to be like cool and down to earth 
I'm not saying that I'm a celebrity because I'm definitely not, but but you want them to be like cooling down to earth and normal. You know what I mean? If right. but if you meet them and they're like a douchebag, you 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 know that just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. But if you ever do change, realize I'm going to go for the motion picture movie. You changed, man, in the pouring rain on the top of the hillside, yeah. and you're going to be like, no, I didn't. I'll be like, Never you changed. changed, Cody. <laughs> you know, and it's just going to be very theatrical, and you'll be like, why are we standing in the rain doing this on the hilltop? Yeah. Because I had to tell you, you changed. It's like broke back mountain style. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, let's call uh, let's let's call uh, Christy Gar, uh, the new wrestling coach at SFS. Uh, get the lowdown on uh, her incredible career in wrestling, and we'll go from there. Wow. Oh, she's in Mars. Why can't I quit you? <laughs> I will never see that movie ever again. Again? Hello? Hi, Christy. This is Brad. You're live on the undercard. How are you tonight? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, we're joined by Christy Gar, the new uh, one of the new wrestling coaches at SFS. Um, you come with a lot of accolades. I tried to get James on the show to uh, tell about all you've achieved in uh, wrestling. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, brag about yourself here a little bit. Tell us about your wrestling background. What uh, uh, what you did in college and all that. Um, well, I wrestled for 15 years. A little over that now. Um, I was a four-time All-American, two-time national champion. I have um, I've wrestled internationally uh, for the United States with the World Games, the Pan-American Games, the Junior, and um, wrestling has just been a really part of my life for as long as I can remember. So it's not very easy for me to, uh, I feel like, to like my self-achievements, but those are a few of the things that I accomplished in my so f- so four-time All-American, just for people that don't know out there, means four times in your college career you were the best in the country at what you did. Tell us what weight class you fought at. I, I know, but tell, the, tell the, the, the audience what weight class you fought at and um, you know what, what it took to be a four-time All-American. Um, well, with wrestling, it's a little bit different um, than fighting sometimes because our, our team was – uh, they were national champions, so you kind of had to fill the weight class that was necessary. So I did jump around a little bit. I uh, wrestled at 44 kilos um, a little bit, which is 97 pounds, um, a little bit as a freshman, and then while I was a junior, while I was a weight class. And then I competed at 48 kilos internationally. Um, that's the Olympic weight, which is about 105 pounds. And then I... When the weight changed in college, I also completed at 109. Sometimes it went up to 115, depending on what the team needed. But 48 kilos is really, like, 105 is really where I'm the best at and where I can be internationally. And so that, that's what I would say my weight class now I, I, we all know Olympic wrestling. What's the biggest difference between college <laughs> wrestling and 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 doing uh, Team USA work for uh, uh, wrestling? Like, how how big is the talent gap? Uh, talk about how challenging it is. Um, competing internationally is a completely different world. And competing, competing in college, um, women's wrestling is growing drastically. With that, the numbers get bigger, but sometimes um, it's not the same group of talent because it's, it's, an age, it's an age group. So once you 
get over a certain age, you know, you move on to the senior level. So competing at the senior level is the highest level you can compete at, and it's definitely a lot more difficult. So if you're making waves at the senior level and you're placing, you're making teams, then you're, you know, you're really making something of your career. Now you're you're helping teach at SFS, but I mean, there's a possible career in this uh, MMA world for you. Uh, tell us a timeline of you maybe making a cage debut in the Amis, and what you're, you're finding most difficult being a wrestler transitioning over to an MMA fighter. Um, well, I actually I had a fight uh, that was scheduled, I think, on December 9th, but the girl pulled out a few days before because um, she's injured. So um, I'm definitely looking to get a fight um, whenever. Uh, Bobby, she um, manages the amateurs, so she's talking about maybe January. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to making the transition. I think um, the hardest part for me is obviously striking. I feel very comfortable, you know, wrestling and taking the, like, in the sparring that I've done the fights to the ground. And um, jiu-jitsu has been a lot easier of a transition than on my feet, but... I have gotten very lucky with who I've gone to train with. And, you know, um, Amanda Cooper trains at SFS, and she's ridiculous with striking. And she, um, while she was training for UFC 218, she brought in Molly McCann, who's fighting for the world title in Liverpool. And she's also just a phenomenal striker, and she's in training at SFS. So I have all the tools I really need to figure it out. I just, you know, need to put the work in, and I, I will. So... I feel pretty confident that I will make, um, you know, do pretty well in my amateur debut. Now, 105 is not a lot of females out there in MMA. Is it possible that we're looking at you being in in, in white classes higher than 105? Um, you know, I feel the most comfortable at 105. It's where I've competed my whole life. I'm not a very big girl. You know, I don't walk around. I don't even walk around at 115, but... I'm willing to take a, a, you know, fight higher if I need to just to get a fight. But I do, I, I feel most comfortable fighting at 105. I'm just trying to think, I mean, being an All-American, uh, how many men you've probably out-wrestled and, and, and submitted? I mean, do you even have an idea of how many men maybe have, like, challenged you and you schooled them on the mat? Um, I don't really like to think about it like that. I wrestled um, men in high school. And I think it's just, I think in my weight class, it's a different ball game. You know, um, there's a reason that genders are separated, but it was a little bit easier for me being so small. So I got to compete at 103 in high school, and I did fairly well. But there's a, even a big difference between 103 and 112 and 119. So I I don't really like to, you know, put like that on the men. When I when I was competing with men, I just like to be look, looked at as another wrestler, as another competitor, and try to earn my respect that way. You never want to be like, you know, you're going to beat up the boys. Just, I mean, to be honest, I'm a 105-pound girl. I, I don't think I'm going to go out there and, you know, beat up a guy. But it's nice, uh, you know, learning jujitsu and stuff, knowing how to defend yourself if the case ever happened. But, no, I, I don't think I beat up the boys. <laughs> Well, I'm going to ask you and Cody. Cody Stamen's here, and he had a, a wrestling background also. What's what's the ideal age to get a kid into wrestling? Do you think uh, we'll start with Cody, and then uh, we'll hear Christy's answer? What's what's a good age to transition somebody? So, a lot of my friends started wrestling when they were like four years old, uh, and most of them got burnt out by the time they're in high school, and 
didn't necessarily want to wrestle in college. A, a few in particular that were like two or three times state champs that just hated wrestling by the time they got done with it. So, I mean, I would say a little bit later than that. I mean, I didn't start until I was in seventh grade, and, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed it through, you know, high school and college. So I would say probably as soon as they hit puberty, you know, and I know a lot of guys that, that uh, you know, were really, really successful in high school and college that only had a few years experience before going into that. How about you, Christy? When do you think it's an ideal age to get a, a kid into wrestling? Um, well, I started when I was 10, but I don't know if there's an ideal age. I think it's just a personality. It's just a mindset wrestling, and you can't really find that as, as a young kid. So, um, but, I mean, when I was 10, I just took to it, and I was addicted to it, so... I just think it's a personality. I don't know that necessarily it matters when you start. You're either going to be obsessed with it and it's going to be your whole lifestyle or you're just not going to take to it and you're going to quit. It's, I, I'm sure it's a lot like fighting that way where it's, all, it's not worth it if you know, you're not obsessed with it. So, you know, cutting weight, it's a sport that takes your whole life and everything. I don't know if it's that way for kids, but I... I don't really think it matters when you start. You definitely need to start before high school with men. There's, you're not going to survive high school wrestling if you started in high school. But in terms of little leagues, you could start when you're five. You could start when you're 10. You could start when you're in middle school. Um, you, it, you'll just see if you like it when you start. If you're, if you're successful, um, then you'll keep going. But I don't, I don't know if there's necessarily an age. So do you do you have a uh, page up that people can follow you at right now and uh, stay in touch with you, Christy, and uh, follow your amateur career and then uh, as you transition to pro? Because clearly with your wrestling background, you're going to make it to the pro status one day and, and be pretty successful in MMA. Like that social media page? Yeah. Do you have a social media page where people can follow you at? Yeah, I mean I'm on Instagram and, and Facebook. All right. And is it just your name, Christy Gar at Oh yeah, it's um at KL Gar and X that's my Instagram. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I, I'm going to come out to SFS and see uh, everything uh, you know James has been talking about. Uh, um, it sounds like you you got a lot of experience in wrestling, and you know I'd I'd like to see some of the the stuff you're teaching out there. So uh, I'll stay in touch with you guys and uh, maybe make it out there one day and check it out. Yeah, James has made some insane changes since I've gotten there. It's definitely worth checking out. I mean, this next year is going to be a huge year for SFS, so um, you definitely want to keep your eye out for everything that he's doing there. All right. Thank you so much, Christy, and uh, have a good holiday, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, lost her other side of the moon. That was uh, Christy Gar uh, from SFS, and uh, but by the way, that sound that kept happening—that mm-hmm. that was uh, James Gray and I communicating back and forth, Facebook, oh, wow. Facebook Messenger. That was her phone that was making that uh, noise every time we sent a message. Her phone vibrated. Thanks for effing it up, then, Jimmy. Sorry, no, no, nothing. I didn't realize it was happening until like because I would I would say something and I would close it. And I'd be doing something else. And then I would go back to it, and I watched as he sent a message. And as soon as he sent it, I heard the buzz. I'm like, oh, that's what that is. 
So before Jimmy gets into some end of the year list and uh, we, we we recap, uh, this is officially year four for the undercard, but we're moving towards year five. Yeah, we'll be five in April. Right. Yeah. And we, we've had an unbelievable year. Uh, first off, I want to thank uh, a friend of mine, Cody, for joining the show. Yeah. I want to thank Jimmy for uh, being with me now four years, four and a half. And I want to thank Rochelle for everything she does. And obviously, Mia, welcome to the team. You're like the but, longest relationship. Relationship I've ever had. I know. <laughs> Trust me, it weighs on me, man. Every day. You know. But I, I, so, anyways, uh, Merry Christmas, Cody. This is uh, oh, well, I am you. a BDS guy, and oh, this is from uh, Rochelle and I. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanking everybody. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you guys get the right names? I didn't even know there's names on the back. I got Cody. Okay, Cody, you got to switch with Jimmy. I got Jimmy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But uh, that's my favorite restaurant, and I want to thank you guys for being a part of this year. I love year. it, too. Thank you. And, yeah. Uh, I know. And uh, I don't know. It's yeah, because you live, like, right by BD's, don't you? I live on 3rd, yeah, by yeah. the Farmer's Market. So okay. close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was a great year. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank uh, you. From thank me you. and Rochelle and uh, the undercard. And then, Cody, you were in the Oakland Press uh, this week. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, you were. Posed yeah. out in the snow by the zoo. Actually, a pretty cool because shot. LA Fitness wouldn't let me do pictures inside LA Fitness. What? I know. That's why you were outside. Like, uh, the guy was like, "We're from the press. We're not like, we're not going to take pictures of anyone but him." Yeah. And I was like, "And they have permission?" They're like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a liability." I'm like, oh, what? I think we're going to snap some shots in the bathroom. Like, come on. <laughs> no, nah, this is. You, you should have said, do you know dorks. who I fucking am? Yeah, right. I will buy this place. Yeah. You've in about, changed, in about five years. You? Yeah. In about five years, uh, yeah. I'm coming back and buying this place, and you're all fucking fired. <laughs> now, the guys are complete. I mean, all those guys up at LA Fitness, a bunch of tools. I, hope I pick listening. them things up and put them down. I hope someone that works, on LA, that works at LA Fitness is listening. You guys are a bunch of tool bags. Yep. I 100% Seriously. agree. Seriously. 100% agree. Seriously. But that was a great article. That was good. Was the only thing is uh, Mr. Wonderful once again found its way in there. You're officially the Spartan. There. Yeah. It's just, you know, I keep putting it in the closet and it keeps coming back out. Now. Can't uh, sweep that one under the rug. Oh, Rochelle. <laughs> You're gonna show. Rochelle, yeah. Rochelle was going to buy you a gift and I told her absolutely not. I was like, let's go gift card. Uh, do you want to pull up what you were going to get him? Sure. So this would be this, for your home office, this, maybe, this, if you had one. It's actually a Mr. Wonderful nameplate for a desk. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't <laughs> know if Cody's going to dig that. Let me that. see. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He, he vetoed. Yeah. I was like, funny. no, he's a Spartan now, man. That's, that's funny. Like, but, uh, oh, so, everybody would have loved it but me. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll, we'll buy five of them just keep putting them on your door so every yeah, time right. you come home, it's like it's a, glued it's on there. It's Mr. Wonderful on my door. <laughs> yeah, that nickname just comes back every time I push it under the rug. It just creeps up somewhere. I saw a sparkle so in your eye when you were like, talking about the 19 and 20. Was like, what was it? What a Royal Oak Resident has a wonderful life or something. Yes, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, come on. Oh, man. He was playing off the Jimmy Stewart movie with that. Well, well, that's a wonderful, wonderful article. I I, got to say. Oh, yeah. That guy was super nice. That uh, 
Jim Evans, I think is his name. He's, he's a really good, really nice He did guy. a good job. It was a good article. If you haven't checked it, we shared it on the Undercard page, and Cody shared it on his page. So, Jimmy, uh, run through some of these. Okay. Well, end of the year list for so us. So, first of all, uh, let's start off with, and we'll, we'll have you guys kind of guess. So, we have 25 of the best movies so far. Uh, for it, this year. For this year, okay? Now, some of them are completely obscure, but I'm just going to run through the top ten. Because, um, like, you know, some of these are, like, the Ornithologist and Columbus. I'm like, I never even heard of these names. So we're going to start with the top ten. So number ten, and you guys can decide whether or not you agree with these, okay? These are just what this particular uh, uh, site um, decided they what they thought was the top ten movies of 2017. So number ten was Logan, the X Men movie. I didn't even see it. Okay. Okay. Uh, number nine was Graduation, which I had never heard of before. Neither. Um, seen it. Number eight, Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, number seven, I still haven't seen it. A Ghost Story, never never heard of it, never seen it. Number six, it comes at night, which I did see, and it was actually pretty that good. That sounds like I wanted porno. to see it. it. No, it's it's a horror movie. <laughs> it sounds like, that sounds like the sounds like, like a Friday yeah, night French pornos. Yeah, <laughs> it comes, it comes at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, uh, number five, the Lost City of Z, which I I hadn't heard of I, before. I was gonna rent it because it it looked really good, but I think it's like three hours long. Okay, it's a pretty long movie. Uh, number four is Personal Shopper, which I had never heard of before. Uh, number three is Okja, which you had only been able to see if you saw it on Netflix. It was a Netflix movie. Okay. Uh, number two was Dunkirk. God damn it! I've not seen one of these movies. And uh, number one was Get Out. Oh come I, on! I really want to see not that on that list. No, that is that the one with Ben Affleck. That what was the accountant? That was That's a 2016 movie. Oh, was it really? Yeah, wow. that was a good movie. That's it was a, like the very end of 2016. Yeah. Okay, so that then we're gonna awesome go. Movie. We're gonna go to the top ten, the highest grossing films of 2017. Wonder Woman. Okay, so number ten. What do you think the tenth highest grossing film of 2017 was? I could probably go front to back, but I couldn't go ten. Well, just just take a guess. Uh, what would fall in there? I I don't even know. I, I imagine at the top of the list is Wonder Woman. Uh, I imagine Guardians Jack, of the Galaxy. Yeah, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy two, and I True. imagine the Star Wars movie already made it. Buffalo. Well. Okay, so yeah, number ten was Pirates of the Caribbean: Dead Man Tell No Tales mm. at seven hundred fifty million. Kind of like that. Number nine, Wonder Woman at seven hundred seventy-five million. Number eight, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two at eight hundred twenty million. Number seven, Justice League at eight hundred fifty million. Wow. Justice League beat Guardians of the Galaxy. Number six, huh. Spider Man Homecoming at nine hundred million. Can that That's beat Justice just League. Number five, Beauty and the Beast with Wonderful. nine hundred fifty million. Yes, that was a good movie. You liked it too. Liked See. It, yeah. Number See? four, it's a great movie. I I loved it. Number four, Despicable Me three at one billion. Ew. Number three, <laughs> yeah, Transformers: The Last Night at one point two billion. Okay. Mm. Number two, Fast and the Furious eight mm. at one point three billion. And number one, because it ended its run 
at the very beginning of 2017 was Star Wars Rogue One at 1.7 billion. Did you see, and I might have shared it on the undercard, that there's been three Star Wars movies but only one Cleveland Brown win in that span of the three yeah. Star Wars movies? Yeah. That's a bad NFL yeah. franchise. Yeah. One win? Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, now, so now we're going to go to what was trending in 2017. All right. So there are different categories, and we'll kind of we'll, – we'll, we'll, we're not going to do all the categories, but we'll do some of them. So what do you think was the most searched – item on Google in 2017. Donald Trump. Okay. No, I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. So I would say the election. Election, okay. From 2017? 2017, yep. Or the Kardashians. Um, I'm going to say the Hurricanes. Okay. What? Actually, I might think the Kardashians, too. Kardashians? Actually, yeah. Rochelle's right. Actually, it's Hurricane Irma. Oh, okay. It was the number one searched item in 2017, mm-hmm. followed by iPhone 8, iPhone X, Matt Lauer and Meghan Markle. Matt Lauer? Maybe? Why Matt Lauer? He's a pedophile? Yep. Uh, yep. Yep. All right. Uh, moving on to... Uh, cons- or we'll go to uh, actors. What, were the, what was the number one actor searched in 2017? Oh, give me a second. Go, go around the table. Uh, okay. Uh, Rochelle? Uh, what? Gail Gadot. Okay, Cody. I can't think of his name. He's in. He's in Guardian of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. That's a great Pratt. one. Okay, that's Chris Pratt. Okay. One. Not sure. Not sure. Okay. I'm gonna go crazy and think somebody that's still out of the limelight that people search for. I'm gonna say Leonardo DiCaprio. Something crazy. It's actually Meghan Markle. Who? The the actress <laughs> who's marrying Prince Harry. Oh. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's why she's the number one search because she's uh, followed by Kevin Spacey, Gal Gadot. Louis C.K. and Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like stuff guys Google when they're alone. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, top Google searches of 2017. How to. So you would type in how to blank. Ooh. So what do you think the top how to search was in 2017? File your taxes. How to make slime. Okay. File your taxes always. File your taxes. Okay. How to make DIYs. Oh, do it, do it yourself. yourself. Yeah. Okay. Just do it yourself. Anything? Activities. Okay. Cody? Oh, nothing that's G rated comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> okay. P- Pornhub. <laughs> How do you porn? <laughs> How do okay. I get Pornhub for free? How many times can you masturbate? Uh, again, Rochelle is correct. How to make slime. What? Followed by. Followed by. She I have kids. Yep. Followed by how to make solar eclipse glasses. Yeah, that's a good one. Followed by how to buy Bitcoin. Followed by how to watch Mayweather versus McGregor. For free. Yeah. (laughs) And then how to make a fidget spinner. Okay. Uh, We've fallen so far. (laughs) This society is so far. All right. Let's go with uh, um, losses. So these are people that we lost. In 2017. So who do you think was the number one searched person that we lost in 2017? Hugh Hefner. Okay, Hugh oh, Hefner. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Um, I, I got to think about it. Okay. Uh, go ahead. I got to think about it, too. Okay. Who, Cody? Was, who was Caitlyn Jenner before she was Caitlyn? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen this year, though. That was like a couple years ago. Man, that was all, it seems like one the same year. It's got to be Hugh. 
Hugh, okay. Uh, I'll go Hugh, too. Hugh, okay. Yeah. Hugh, all right. Uh, nope. Uh, Tom Petty was number one. Oh, my God. So recent, too. Followed by Chester Bennington. Followed by Chris Cornell. Right. Followed by Bill Paxton. Followed by Hugh Hefner. Oh, he was number wow. five. Yep. Hmm. Uh, let's see. All right. What were the top searched memes in 2017? What do you think number one was? Walking Dead, uh, Carl. The Carl? Coral. Yeah, yeah. The, the no, jokes. Dad, no. The, the, yeah. dad, the Carl dad jokes, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you got a meme? Mm-mm. Oh, well, no? I see Donald Trump. Hefner. He, okay, memes. Donald Trump memes, okay. Donald Trump? Donald Trump, okay. Wait. Sure. Okay. Uh, the number one meme was Cash Me Outside. Oh. Followed yeah. number two by United Airlines memes. Oh, the guy getting pulled. Oh, that, was number, actually, that was actually a whole day. Some hilarious <laughs> number three, Alpha on the Shelf memes. Four, What in Tarnation. And five, SpongeBob Mocking. Um, all right. Uh, the most searched movies in 2017. Um, it. Okay. Mm. It. Okay. It was a good one. God, because I, I busty I, I, brunette seven, <laughs> <laughs> barely illegal twenty one. Uh, Wrong search category. Uh, Next page. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna say Justice League. I'm gonna say people Justice tried to League? find it. Okay. advanced copies. All right, so we got two for it. You said S- the Star Wars movie. Star Wars movie and uh, oh, that's a good one. Dang it, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, again, Rochelle's correct with it. No, uh, no, Mia said that. Mia said oh, I thought you agreed with her. I did agree oh, with okay. her, but... So, yes. That's a good one. Uh, it, followed by Wonder Woman, followed by Beauty and the Beast, followed by Logan, followed by Justice League. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll go with last one. The most searched TV shows in 2000. Stranger Things. Okay. Ooh, uh... House of Cards. House of Cards, okay. So I literally just watched both of those. <laughs> I swear to God. But Stranger Things is huge. It's, it's awesome, too. I would say too. Game of Thrones, though. Game of Thrones, okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Let's just throw the dice and say The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, okay. Mm. Number one, Stranger Things. <laughs> Number two, 13 Reasons Why. Oh, oh yeah, I'm watching that, too. Number three, Big Brother Brazil. <laughs> Number four, Game of Thrones. And number five, Iron Fist. Which, I don't even know what, what the that's hell is that? That's, that's the that Marvel. Is. That's the part of the Defenders on Netflix. You have uh, Daredevil, oh, Luke Cage, I know which one Jessica you're Jones, yeah. and Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. And then they all together, they make the Defenders. Um, we're going to do one more. Let's do it. We're going to do have one you more. Have watched season two? one right. Oh. No. Stranger Things? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't watched it no yet. No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm dying. Oh, that's good. We're going to do one more. i got to find... Because this kind of got broken up a little bit. Oh, uh, oh, here we go. Okay. So uh, in global news, so this is not just like American, but like across across the globe. What were That's the number? What were the number? Uh, what was the number one searched item in like the entire world? Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Okay. For real, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Okay. I'm gonna have to go with Donald Trump too. Donald Trump. Okay. Or- Prince Harry. Prince Harry, okay. Yeah, I'd go with the prince. Okay. They are Hurricane Irma, number oh one. God, number two, Bitcoin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Las Vegas shooting. Number four, North Korea. And number five, solar eclipse. Okay. Hmm. 
So those were the top searches. I didn't do all of them, but most of the top searches, Google searches for 2017. Awesome. So we've, in the years past, have gone and said what our favorite gifts were. So we've already done that. But we've never gone around and said what was something that we routinely got as a kid every year. Like it was guaranteed. Ooh, I know. It was something regimented. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. I'm sorry. Say it again. Was there something that Santa or maybe your parents always got you on Christmas that was like just regimented? You know, like I mean, you knew you were getting it every year. You every were getting year, it. you were getting it. Uh, mine was the lifesavers that came in the packs that the would book. open the book, the storybook. That was every year, and I never ate a lifesaver in my whole life. But every Can you year, talk I into the get, microphone. Every year, I would get the uh, lifesaver thing in the stocking, even though my parents knew I did not like lifesavers. So, like, was there ever something that you got every year? could even be simple and simple as socks and underwear that was just a guarantee you knew christmas time it was under the tree toothbrush toothbrush always got a toothbrush was it in your stocking yes every time <laughs> other families would get me the same thing too every year i'd have like 10 of them <laughs> i'm like are you trying to say my breast stink? <laughs> Co- cody would w- w- anything that you got every year from your parents that was like just or santa beef jerky Beef jerky. I've gotten it since I was a little tiny kid. I love beef jerky. Hmm. And it, in the socking too, right? Mm-hmm. Probably where the candy's supposed to be. Socks. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Socks Always. and underwears. I a pajama set for the night before. Always Christmas Eve too for my uh, mom and dad. We'd have a, a a matching set with my younger brother every year, but that was given on Christmas Eve, and then you would change what? into it. Was it like a pink bunny? <laughs> no, 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 no. It was like a plaid flannel. Bl- it was a onesie. But a funny <laughs> the a, flap. A funny year though is that the the flannel had bled on us. The, You're killing the, the, me. Okay, the the one year the flannel had bled on us, in which the the coloring. Had oh, left like the dye, skin. yeah. Where like we looked blue across <laughs> our chest, That's funny. you know. Uh, but so that that was one. Jimmy's really thinking hard. I don't think we did. There was nothing. There was. Team. I don't know because every year we would get something different, and there wasn't like every year you got this as well as everything else. It was like you just you got some stuff for Christmas and you you know you'd ask Santa or you know whatever and you got you didn't know what you were getting but yeah I mean I don't think there was anything like every single year you you got the oh actually no I take that back my grandma uh, gave everybody an ornament every year uh, every year all the grandkids always got an ornament to go on 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 a tree and um Sad story. So, like, when I moved out of the house, I had all my Christmas stuff. It was always in a tote. And it went with me everywhere that I went. However, you know, the 19 different moves that went on. And within the last two moves, that tote disappeared. Oh, and it, it had it had oh, every yeah. ornament that I had had since I was a kid. And it had ornaments from both my grandpas who died when I was, like, six and seven months old. Like, could never get like handmade like nutcrackers and stuff. Never get back again. It just disappeared into the ether. I have no idea what happened to it. Foul play. Well, actually, I think I do know what happened to it, but I'm I'm not going to say it on the radio. Michelle, crayons and a coloring book. Okay, I always got the big box of crayons and at least a few coloring books. All right, worst gift you can imagine that you got. We've never done worst gift on uh, the undercover. Oh God. 
There has, there my, has to be something. I hope my parents don't listen to this. One year that but you got. My my dad, uh, he, he's always lived in Florida, so he didn't really know what I liked. So one year they sent me a couple of pairs of pants and figure <laughs> back then this was not the style, but one of them was zebra print, like jeans. And the other one had like paint splotches all over them. <laughs> and then they, yeah. <laughs> Worst Christmas gift I ever got was from uh, uh, like a like an uncle relative, and the 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 bad thing about this it w- it was a board game, and it was a horrible board game. It was very confusing and everything. But every time he brought my cousins over and he came, guess what? My dad made us go get out oh. to act like we were playing it all the time. <laughs> You know, and we we'd be like, I don't know how we Grandma's lost coming the over, put on the ugly sweater. Exactly, and we had to play that game every time. Like the kids were downstairs. You don't even in the know basement. what it was. I'm trying to remember. It was something so stupid, like it, it, not even a classic game, like Risk or anything like that. But well, I tell you, one of the cool things that we've started is like I think I started last year, or the year before. Um, make sure that we get each one of the kids like one of their favorite foods. Yeah, and wrap it up. Well, I like Cody's, man. You know I I do beef jerky. If like somebody just gave me a stocking of beef jerky, I probably midday it's all gone. Yeah, beef jerky for you and sunflower seeds for Aiden. Yep, exactly. <laughs> What's your worst gift, Mia? I say clothes that do not fit. When I was younger, I was like really small, and they would give me like these huge pants to grow into. Yeah, but like there would be like boot cut. Be out of style by the time you yeah. grow into. Cody pajamas. I wear pajamas. I Never sleep, sleep naked. Not yeah. even as a kid. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Always been naked. You, you weren't allowed to go even. to sleepovers. <laughs> no, it didn't matter. <laughs> my friends knew. I was like, oh, well, good <laughs> <laughs> job, buddy. <laughs> and uh, as you as you get older, I mean, you were ahead of your time. Yeah, Michael, we're just going really quickly around talking about a uh, worst Christmas gift you ever got. Do you, you have one that you remember? Socks. Yeah, I mean, who gets who gives socks? Well, uh, mom. So, yeah. so I got my kids a, a, friend, socks. a friend of ours has a neat theory: one gift they want, one gift they need, and one you think they uh, could use, or something like that. Can't be that great of a theory if we forgot about it. Uh, a gift you need, a gift that they want. Jimmy, worst gift you ever got. You were supposed I, to have been re- thinking about this before. I, I know, I'm because I'm. I have a really hard time with that because I, the the fact that somebody took time out of their day to get me something for Christmas. Well, now make me feel. I bad. mean, you know, it, no matter how, but I, I have to say, I did get. I'm not going to say who it was, but I did get this wallet that was like something that you buy at like a CVS or something mm-hmm. and that was like Is there what, cash in it though? No, it was like one of those like Velcro? it's supposed to it's supposed to like protect your cards from like identity thefts or whatever but like I don't know it's like something you get at like the dollar store it's like a scam kind of thing or whatever and yeah I had gotten this person like a really really thoughtful and nice gift or whatever and that's what they got me and it was just like you know okay. what? Also You're shitty. Cool. Anything that needed assembled after you opened it and you wanted to play with, and then the parents were like, oh, "No, that was that was got half the fun." No, no, no. That no, was be, everything because no, 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 I no. played with Barbies because they they were like, 
we have to go to the grandparents now and go eat ham. And then when we come back, we'll assemble it for you. So you're waiting all day knowing you have it there, but it's not been assembled yet. But that's something they didn't want to do. Um, but we're joined by our good friend Michael, Tornado Chaser. <laughs> Storm Chaser. Storm Chaser, sorry. <laughs> no, it's, Tornado Chaser, though. <clears throat> I do, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Right. You got a charity <clears throat> going on January 2nd. We do. Um, we're taking a Montage Grill in Clawson has been kind enough to let us take over the restaurant for the night. Uh, from 6 to 10 on January 2nd, we're, doing, we're raising money for Just Speak. They are an organization out of Detroit who helps children ages 3 to 17 with crisis recovery, um, sexual abuse, things like that. Um, what they do for children is they go to their school, take them on these awesome fun ra- um, these awesome trips. We're actually part of the fundraisers. We're helping them fund a project they're going to be doing through um, one of the local elementary schools in Detroit coming up. So we're going to be doing a 50-50 raffle, a prize raffle. Um, we're going to be doing a percentage of the bill um, from Montage that night, whatever you spend a percentage goes to just speak. And then we're going to be doing a pie face auction as well where you can bid on hitting your favorite podcast to trace host in the face of the pie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready to who, take some pies that who, night. <laughs> who's there? Um, so far, it is me, um, the pod father. <laughs> Dave, uh, Dave, Dave just RSVP'd. Um, and I just RSVP'd. You're going you're gonna to be there. Are you, uh, you, you going to lay down some money to hit somebody with a pie? Who you got? Uh, I don't know. It could be you. I, I'm going to surprise somebody. Okay. Will, um, so I it's going to be – Cody is there. Cody. Oh, Cody's there. All right. That's awesome. Um, but it'll be pretty much – I'm looking to get as many podcast Detroit hosts to come. And we're going to be doing a live uh, live stream. Um, it'll be episode 2.4 of the Chasers Lounge, um, which I'm excited to do with everybody there. It's really fun to do live remotes, um, especially when I can bring in as many people as I possibly can. It's just great having a roundtable like that. Um, but this is mostly about Just Speak. I, you know, This is a charity that um, Emily Elber, our, um, our social media queen here at Podcast Detroit, kind of pointed me in the direction towards. So, you know, it's raising money for them is pretty important. You know, and it's, it's the new year. People want to do, you know, feel good about themselves after they're at the start of the new year. And, you know, new you, new year and everything. Come and give to Just Speak. You know, that'll be like you can cross it off your list right away and you're good to go. Right. And that's January 2nd. Once again, 6 to 10. Do you have the yes. exact address? 28 want. South Main Street in Clawson. Montage Grill. That place is off the hook. Their food is excellent. We were just um, part of my crew was just there earlier tonight. They took amazing care of them. So, what do you like there? They have so the um, the chef actually was um, a friend of mine from high school. I, I graduated with, and he is a uh, killer killer Mexican chef. Um, he introduced this whole entire um, flavor um, specialized menu that he created for montage um, enchiladas. The um, brisket, there's like these brisket enchiladas that I want to try that just look amazing. Um, but I went and I had the um, uh, combination platter a couple weeks ago and it was really good. So, w- what kind of pies are we throwing and what's the distance? Oh, I have not decided that yet. Um, if anybody wants to donate, can they donate stuff to be raffled off? Can they donate yes, money? We're going to be donating, you know, we're going to set up a donation box that night. Um, we're going to have, we'll also have a social media. Um, place where they can donate um, remotely if they don't want to show up to the fundraiser. Um, and then we'll do, as far as the pies go, I think the pies will be very simple. 
maybe like a pie shell full of whipped cream, something. I don't want to get too messy. Uh-huh. I don't know how many pies to the face I'm going to take that night, and <laughs> I, I feel so it's going to be a lot of pies. Apple to the face. crumble pie, that's painful. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as distance goes, I'm gonna I want to put like a good maybe four or five feet in between me plus, and somebody. Plus they want to make money, so it's going to be whipped cream. They're not going to be throwing $16 apple pies because then you got to charge somebody 20 to throw it to make four. <clears throat> I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy just a crap ton of pie shells and I'm going to buy whipped cream. whipped cream and I'm just going to do that and people can whipped cream whoever they want in the face. I know after the episode that I had on um, 2.3, which the Podfather entitled Michael Needs a Moment, which I encourage all of you to go and listen to me, <laughs> uh, you know, have a breakdown live on air. Uh, I'm going to pay a lot of money to pie Dave in the face. Like I'm, I'm literally bringing a check with me. I'm just going to keep throwing down $100 bills until it's enough. <laughs> it's it's going to be good. Awesome. Uh, and where can people uh, check out the Chasers Lounge once again? We are everywhere. We're um, in SoundCloud. Um, search the Chasers Lounge. We're on iTunes for download. Um, we're going to have a brand new avenue um, coming up. We're going to make that announcement on January second. Actually, um, kind of it's independent from you know, it's independent from um, podcast Detroit, um, but we're going to be launching a brand new company on YouTube. I'm very excited to make that announcement on January second. You guys, are like the, this is the first time I've ever even hinted at it live and air. I was going to do it tonight, uh, achievement unlocked. But yeah, we're a better show to do. That. I, I'm breaking it here for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate. So, it. I, I can't give out all the I can't give out all the details yet. Um, but are we on Alexa too, or has yeah, that happened? Yet? That, I don't think that's happened yet. Okay, but podcast Detroit will be on. Bo- yeah, podcast Alexa, Detroit. listen to the undercard, and then it yeah, it comes exactly. On. When does terrifying. that even happen? I know that's terrifying. Dude. <laughs> I don't want anybody listening. I will never have Alexa in my house. I have an Alexa in my house. I wanted at a at a work function. My son just adores it. If, you know they're if, listening if, to everything. If you Every think, single thing. If, if you think the government isn't already listening in on you, exactly. you are mistaken. Everything that you do, everywhere that you go, the government is listening to you. doesn't even matter if you don't have a cell phone or a laptop or a computer or an Alexa. They are listening to you. Big brother you, you want to know how, you know how they know that. and how, how I know the government does listen or something like that? I'll talk about – I did an experiment with two of my friends. I talk about something while I'm on Facebook. And it's and, an ad. And, and, and it pops it, up. And, it, yeah. and the ad popped up. I was talking about cat food. Yeah. And I talked about it six different times yeah. on purpose. Yeah. A week, la- a week later, yeah. a cat yes, food uh, uh, ad popped up on my Facebook. No, we've done it and within yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's really? up on yeah. air. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's not the government. That's just ad agencies who that buy who buy who and... buy the information from the third party vendors. Ooh. No, what you the way that you know the government is listening to you is when like you say something like, you know, I haven't paid my taxes and whatever, and then two weeks later you have an audit from the IRS. <laughs> That's how you know the government's listening to you. <laughs> Well, everybody, uh, peace on earth and all the good stuff that uh, comes with the holidays. Uh, we want everybody to have a safe holiday. Yep. Uh, uh, if you're going to drink, use Uber, use Lyft, call a friend. Don't drink and drive. Everybody have a good holiday. And uh, once again, thanks, Cody, for joining us this year. Jimmy for sticking by me, Mia, joining us. Uh, Michael for uh, being our friend of a show. And Rochelle for, I mean, if Rochelle's not here, the show doesn't get done. Yeah, everything. So we'll be back next year. uh, Not January 2nd, but we'll be back after that following January. Which is the 9th, I believe. All right. And we'll be back. Take care.
Come! 